for thoughts, ideas and observations around how to improve performance and the results you're able to achieve. Welcome to episode 32 of the Effective Challenge podcast. Anger is a volatile fuel. That's going to be our topic uh, that we'll be discussing in some detail today. Be- before we get to that, I just wanted to say, as always, uh, a big thank you to those people that, that uh, sent me messages last week. Uh, yeah, always appreciated. The one person in particular asked a question, and it, it wasn't actually related to the episode uh, last week. It was related to uh, episode seven, so way back in the uh, in the early days of the Effective Challenge podcast. This individual, his. Uh, working his way through the uh, the back catalogue, which is, which is great. Uh, episode 7 was all about giving and receiving uh, an apology. And the question was, um, how do you know when to stop apologising if the apology isn't being accepted? Now, I think that's a brilliant question uh, and probably could be a podcast in its own right. Um, but here's, here's a few thoughts on that uh, by way of, uh, of an answer. Um, my take. Um, so, I, like so many things uh, with these topics, the there's a huge amount of judgment required and it, it's a judgment call. I tend to think about three variables when... Uh, considering a topic like this firstly um yeah really looking at yourself in the mirror and and just checking has your apology been sincere or are you apologizing because you think it's the the right thing to do to get you off the hook or are you genuinely uh, sorry for something that has happened the second thing is um it, you you might be ready to move on, but have you allowed enough time for the other person to process whatever's been happening? And uh, sometimes it is just time that uh, is required. So no more apologising, just some some time. And then the third thing is, and this is probably the most important. Um, you literally have no real idea about all of the things that perhaps are going on uh, in the other person's life or the things that have, have happened to them previously. So the fact that you're apologising might be you know, uh, off the back of a whole series of things and um, you're the, 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 the straw that broke the, the camel's back. So yeah, just be mindful that you won't have that full appreciation of everything that is going on, even for the people we think we know really well. At the end of the day, um, you know, not everybody's going to like you. I think that's that's one of my rules of, of life, as much as we might like to to think that that, that would uh, not be the case. The reality is, um, you know, we're all different. We come from different places, have got different experiences, different values. So inevitably, not everybody's going to like us. And I guess you need to be able to look in the mirror and really satisfy yourself that you have, have been genuine in, in your apology and that you can't do anymore. And if and if you can do something to correct a situation that you've you've put in train uh, the right action to to make sure uh, that 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 is going to happen 
I use a version of the uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous uh, Serenity Prayer. That in that there's a reference to God, and I'm not religious, so so I remove uh, uh, the God reference. My version of it is is to change the thing I I can, accept the things I can't, and have the wisdom to know the difference. I think you know when to apologize, when not to apologize, and. And when to, to call it a day with any particular situation or even, you know, in certain uh, situations, uh, a, you know, a particular relationship. Yeah, that that really, as I said earlier, it is a judgment call. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope that's been able to answer your question. Listen, it really is great to get questions about either uh, the current episode or, or episodes in the back catalogue i do appreciate and and a couple of people have said this that not everybody wants to be public with the questions that they ask um and uh, you know i've said that i've said this before on previous episodes Uh, it's probably worth reminding people um yeah i always uh, respect people's uh, privacy uh, so so no details to be shared However, you know, I do think the, the questions that people ask, yeah, you won't be the only person uh, with a, with with that question. So um, do share, and then I can I can do my best to answer. Uh, if you have a question or any other uh, comments uh, associated with the podcast, do drop me uh, a mail. Uh, it's Damien at effectivechallenge dot com. That's Damien D A M I A N at effectivechallenge.com or or perhaps connect to me on LinkedIn I'm, I'm most active on LinkedIn these days in terms of social media platforms um, while we're talking about uh, admin if you've not subscribed to the podcast I'd be really grateful if you could do that and if and if I was pushing my luck uh, please share the podcast with other people that you think could benefit from it Okay, let's move on. Episode uh, 32, uh, Anger is a Volatile Fuel. That's the topic this week. Um, each morning, as, as part of my morning routine, uh, I journal. And prior to journaling, I uh, read a short uh, passage or listen to a passage from uh, one of the Stoics. And uh, there was a, a passage that I read this week and it really resonated with me and I thought oh, that would make uh, a good topic for uh, for the podcast. Uh, I also blogged about it as well. So um, if, if reading is your thing as well and you want to reflect on that, do check out the, the blog. OK, so what was the passage? Uh, I'm going to read it out. Uh, it's only a, a couple of sentences and then uh, unpack it and expand. Okay, so the uh, passage is from Seneca, and it's it's only a couple of sentences, so, so I'm going to read it uh, verbatim. Here goes. There is no more stupefying thing than anger. Nothing more bent on its own strength. If successful, none more arrogant. If foiled, none more insane. Since it's not driven back by its weariness, even in defeat, when fortune removes its adversary... It turns its teeth on itself. That's quite wordy uh, and obviously written a long, long time ago. But, you know, to me, this is worth having a a look at and and just unpacking in a bit more detail this this topic of anger. And is it is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Uh, You know, we'll we'll all have a view. We'll all definitely have a view on what version anger looks like uh, for some people it's a very physical thing I, I imagine you might have done this yourself or or perhaps observed other people you know perhaps slamming a door um, perhaps uh, raising a voice for
for for others it can be it can be a very passive thing and they push their anger down and, and bottle it up i would argue little if anything is to be gained by anger and there there are differing views on that some people will say anger is is like a a fuel and and can really drive different behavior and and different action and and they're that's probably true um my take is that you know anger is a very volatile fuel though it's very difficult to control and in many cases it's very difficult to uh, use it in a way that's really constructive and certainly doesn't uh, generate more problems than perhaps it it solves um so what might my take be on a few of the things where i think uh, anger's uh, probably a, a less good emotion um so i've got three uh, the first is i i personally think there is little to gain by anger now short term it might feel like you are making some kind of progress that you are are taking uh, control of uh, of a situation and, and getting an outcome that you are looking for however i would i would argue at what cost at what cost to the medium term at what cost to the long term of any particular situation you know the relationships we have um perhaps our own health and there's a a pretty um damning uh, list of potential health uh, challenges that we might incur if we are overly fueled by anger and these um there's a there's a, these are on a spectrum so they, these will range from the everyday kind of headaches uh, etc through to some so through to some more perhaps more challenging things as our bodies uh, get fueled by by differing uh, amounts of of uh, hormones and, and and chemicals there's also some things around our health which are perhaps um, less obvious things like uh, digestive problems uh, abdominal pain um, insomnia so lack of sleep you know if we've generated a whole load of of anger our, our bodies are, uh, are, are set up and wired to to be responding and, that, and that's not helpful um yeah I, so our overall health little to be gained on the on the anger front i would suggest my next point is behavior breeds behavior so when you get angry there's a fair chance that you are going to be perhaps making the person you're interacting with feel threatened uh, and when we feel threatened um you know we uh, we're certainly not going to feel safe and when we're not going to feel safe we're way more likely to respond in kind we're way more likely to get angry ourselves and then what tends to happen is we see this this escalation between individuals for for something that is is very often very uh, starts off being quite trivial um actually becomes through escalation something that ends up with people's self-worth self-esteem being at the forefront of of, of the battle uh, be, between people and then when they get into that kind of mode um what tends to play out there is they will reach for perhaps um you know power and power plays to to assert control over a situation perhaps some authority and that you know that that applies equally in the in the in the workplace professionally but also in domestically in in the home perhaps as a parent um exercising the authority we might have but um yeah yeah it's rare that 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 is going to serve you well in the, in the medium to long term 
The third, and I've already made reference to this in some ways, but the impression of control. You know, when we get angry, we can often find ourselves doing all sorts of dumb stuff, both doing and saying. Um, you've probably observed or, or maybe even you know, found yourself doing some of these things too. You know, one example I, I will often talk about when uh, explaining this subject, you know, we might have all received a, a clumsily written message or, or email um, and so we, we set about responding and we're hitting the keys that, that bit harder as we uh, we really want to get our point across and let the other person know exactly how we are feeling. Only to find that, in actual fact, we've, we've probably made the situation worse because we've lost a bit of perspective, we've lost our balance, we've lost our objectivity. And some people will say, yes, but it's really important to let people know how you feel. And I would agree 100%. However, I would say doing that from a place of balance, from a place of objectivity, from a place of perspective, we're way more likely to improve the situation and get an outcome that we are looking for. So what might you do and to uh, manage these situations that it's just inevitable we're going to find ourselves in you know we are going to fall short of all the ideal behaviors that we would like to see um, so what what might we be able to do and I describe this as a practice it's something I need to practice every every day and I would encourage others to uh, do, do do likewise unless of course you you achieve some sort of zen like status and you really you really don't find yourself getting uh, irritated and, uh, and, and, and and angry at any point. So let's let's consider three ideas and the first of those is around uh, putting the situation into some kind of bigger picture. So this might be um, looking at a situation in the context of a bigger picture goal, some you know longer term uh, thing that you are looking to achieve. Sometimes scale can help. Um, so, you know, uh, as an example of, of scale, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 10 is death, where does this current situation uh, sit? And chances are, you know, something that feels uh, like a 10 initially, chances are it's a very low number, perhaps a 2 or a, or a 3. Uh, another uh, way to create the bigger picture is to uh, use time. So how important is this situation going to be in six months' time? Now, of course, in, in these examples, I'm not suggesting for in any way that you are not going to be faced with situations that you don't like, situations that you would rather weren't happening. However, if we can bring that bigger picture uh, perspective in, we're able to put ourselves and interrupt the thinking that is driving the anger and hopefully put ourselves into a way more uh, uh, effective place to operate from. As we start to do that, we begin to ask ourselves some perhaps some different questions and bring objectivity into the situation. And some of those uh, those questions might be, um, you know, how is what I'm doing here actually helping? Yeah, that's a really good question. If we can interrupt the initial thinking and the initial anger, we might find we get some very different answers. How am I behaving and it is how I'm behaving, how I would like to be? Again, you know, it's rare that shouting at somebody or, you know, slamming a door is how you would like to be thought of. So asking that question perhaps gives you some different options. What alternatives 
might exist. Again, this is all about bringing in a bigger picture. So um, I'll talk a bit more about some further examples of this. But when we think of alternatives, we just provide ourselves um, perhaps a bit more fresh insight, a bit more, as like I say, objectivity into our thinking patterns. And the final one I would draw out here is is just asking ourselves, what would X do? Where X is somebody who you respect, somebody you admire. You know, how would they handle this particular situation? Now, uh, you don't have to wait until you're actually in the situation where you find yourself angry to do all this. And this leads to my next point, uh, which I refer to as getting yourself a pet. So some of you probably not unfairly, will be thinking I'm perhaps thinking about a dog or a cat here um, to help manage your emotions. And there's some there's some reasonable evidence to suggest that that might be uh, that might be useful. However, that's not the sort of pet that I'm talking about. The sort of pet I'm talking about here is uh, pre event thinking. So this is where we put us give ourselves a bit of space and a bit of time when we know we're going to be going into a situation that could potentially be difficult, could potentially provoke, could potentially get you angry, that you've done some pre-event thinking to think about uh, how you would like to respond. Now to do that, uh, there are a number of steps that I would suggest you go through. The first of those is just think about the scenarios you might face that are going to push your buttons, that are going to agitate you. Write them down. Don't try and manage this in your head. Write them down. And that might be on paper, that might be in some digital form, but the important thing is to get it out of your head. The second uh, step is to think about the scenarios the person you are interacting with might have their buttons pushed, might get them agitated, might make them angry. The third step is to think of a third party related to the situation. So perhaps not actually in the conversation, but related to it. What are the things that are going to make them agitated, going to make them ir irritated? Now, you're going to, well, I, I, I imagine, uh, certainly when I do this exercise and when I see other people do it, you'll see I'm uh, quite a bit of overlap between these different steps. However, by considering these three positions, you might well find you get some different uh, things emerging. The fourth and final step is to then take the different scenarios you've come up with and think about how you would like to respond. Again, don't do this in your head, write them down. Write down how you would like to respond to the situation that potentially you find yourself in. Now you're you're not a mystic you haven't got a, a crystal ball however um, if you put a little bit of thought in up front to help you uh, shape the scenarios that you might find yourself in and then how you would like to respond you are you know you've massively increased your potential to remain calm to remain balanced to remain objective and hopefully diffuse situations because you've done the thinking up front it's really hard to do that thing, thinking in the moment. So let's get a pet, pre-event thinking. Okay, final one is to change the setup. So often uh, situations can get escalated, can, can uh, not be how we would like them because we've got the setup quite wrong. 
Uh, and there are a number of ways to think about this. So are you in the right place for the conversation that you're having? As an example, you know, is it is it public? Is it private? Do you need to think about the place that you are in? What alternatives might exist? Is it the right time? So being sensitive to other people and I would argue to yourself. So I know you're going to get a very different response from me when I'm really tired at the end of the day. If you're asking me questions, you're going to get a different answer. I'm way more likely to respond in a way that's not how I would ideally like to be. So thinking about that, is it the right time to be having the conversation? Are you engaging with the right person? So sometimes we can find ourselves getting quite angry and quite irritated with people who actually can do nothing about the situation that we face. I guess a really obvious example of that could be the uh, the, the person that works at the train station when the train is cancelled. And you'll see, you know, most weeks, you know, people getting quite agitated and irritated with these individuals. You will see uh, certainly uh, on, on the tube network posters, you know, about assaulting staff. Uh, that work at these places. You know, is that right? Well, I don't think that's right at all. Uh, chances are that's because we're actually having the conversation and taking out our frustration on the wrong person. So is it the right place? Is it the right time? And am I talking to the right person? There's three areas there that you could perhaps think about and change the setup and hopefully um, manage any anger that, that, that gets generated more effectively. Like I say, uh, it can be a fuel. Some people will, will argue that it's actually a useful fuel for getting change. Uh, I would just I would just like you to reflect and consider, is it a fuel that's that's really rather volatile and difficult to manage? Have an experiment. Have an experiment with the ideas that I've uh, covered here today uh, and see what what might work for you. As always, I am super keen, said it at the top of, of the cast, to hear any thoughts, comments, observations you might you might have. J drop me a line, it's Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, at EffectiveChallenge.com. That's the end of the cast this week. Uh, I hope that's been useful. Uh, until next time, uh, stay productive, stay happy and stay well. Cheers for now. <laughs>